Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Everybody, <laughs> to the go, to the go, to the go, to the go. So, um, a few things we have um, a bunch of things happening in Patreon coming up. First thing, and a very exciting thing, is that this Saturday, this very Saturday, we Saturday, are going, Saturday, Saturday, we are going to be watching Angel season three finale. Tomorrow and Buffy season six finale, Grave, together with the feuding hosts of Angel on Top at 3 p.m. Eastern. We will all four of us that's me, Jenny, Morgan, and Latoya watch uh, Angel season three, episode 22 tomorrow. The name of the episode is Tomorrow. Tomorrow is not Saturday. <laughs> then at 5 p.m., the four of us, as long as we're still able to occupy the same Zoom room mm. civilly, will be watching Buffy Season 6, Episode 22, Grave, together with you. You know that we've been doing the live watches uh, for patrons on chat, like on Slack chat, but we're making it special this time. The four of us are going to be on fucking camera watching together talking at you while we all watch together so that is saturday september 11th 3 p.m eastern 5 p.m eastern angel on top buffy the vampire slayer yeah being on zoom will make it a lot easier for me to give latoya and morgan my evil eye (laughs) exactly um a couple other things you might want to know about one if you are a patron at the five dollar level or higher you will get uh, the first patron only mailbag we've done in quite some time that's going to air the week after the finale here so september 22nd if you're if you're feeling like oh my god i just miss them so much well we can be in your ears reading your mail back to you thrilling (laughs) (laughs) um if you are a ten dollar patron of ours or higher we're carving fucking pumpkins on october the 9th uh saturday october the 9th jenny's gonna play some songs the pumpkins might play some songs jenny's gonna have a pumpkin kristen's gonna have a pumpkin maybe we'll even get teeny tiny pumpkins for frank and sam and gus who (gasps) can say (laughs) (laughs) obviously or not you can find out all about our patreon at bufferingthevampireslayer.com just click on patreon and hey, listen up. Uh, you know, we brought it out of retirement for the sake of Dark Willow, our bored meow t-shirt designed by the one, the only, the incredible Diana Kresge is up for a limited time in our U.S. store. It's blue tie-dye. In our U.K. store, it's on deep maroon heather. But in both places, it's only up through the end of October. Mm-hmm. If... <laughs> It's a good ghost impression. Yeah. Uh, so if you want one, you should snag one now before it's too late because that would be very scary. A reminder that we are going to be back next week. You don't have to wait two weeks for Grave. You just have to wait one week 
Finale Ooh. episodes for both Angel on Top and Buffering the Vampire Slayer airing next week. Angel on Top hitting your ears on Tuesday and our voices once again hitting your ears talking about Dark Willow and her journey <laughs> airing next Wednesday. Uh, if you're wondering what the future looks like for Buffering the Vampire Slayer, we take a break between seasons uh, and we are going to take about six weeks off, though we will be re-airing some of our Patreon-specific episodes uh, that went up over the last few weeks, few months. We will be back with season seven in early November. Yes! Well, and of course, you may be wondering, whomst? from the episode Villains took home the trophy, the Sexual Tension Award trophy. Well, let me remind you that <clears throat> we did not have a poll in that episode. We just had a winner. It was Anya in the magic box feeling Willow with her vengeance demon receptors. <laughs> Very sexy. Anyway, we're going to get out of here now. We're going to be quiet because less l loopy <laughs> versions of us, lucky for you, recorded our thoughts on uh, an episode of television called Two to Go. So let's hear those former versions of ourselves. Yes. To buffering the Vampire Slayer, a podcast where we are watching and discussing every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one by one, spoiler free, in tandem with, and no thanks to the at our alleged sibling podcast, Angel on Top. I am Jenny Owen Youngs. And I am Kristen Russo. And this week, hey, we have two to go. And hey, that's also the name of this episode, season six. Episode 21. That's what we're talking about. And if you stay tuned at the end of this podcast every other week, you will get a song, a beautiful, lovely song. As a matter of fact, at the end of this podcast, you're going to get a song written by Jenny Owen Youngs, as per usual. And also a jingle as rewritten by Kristen Russo. <gasps> There's a lot. There's a lot going on. Two to Go was written by Doug Petrie and directed by Bill L. Norton, whoever that is, <laughs> and originally aired on May 21st, 2002, directly before mm -hmm. the season finale, mm -hmm. which we'll talk about next episode. Mm -hmm. I know. I was like, <laughs> when I saw the previously on I was like, wait, wait just now one second. And I was like, oh, yeah, these aired on the same day. A double feature, if you will. Uh, this is the one, according to TV Guide, <laughs> where Buffy, Anya, and Xander race to the Sunnydale police station, which I've begun referring to in my notes as Sunny Jail. You're welcome. To try, <laughs> to, try to save Jonathan and Andrew from a sorceress. That's how TV Guide <laughs> Unnamed sorceress. An unnamed sorceress. Uh, Dawn persuades Clem to take her to Rack. Spike's stamina and courage are put to the test by a mysterious demon. Uh, TV Guide just 
just being sneaky, TV guy. Just trying to just trying to sneak a oh, sorceress, you say? I wonder who mm, who could it be? Who Oomst. could that be? Uh so yeah, the previously on, right? This is like this is not previously on an entire year of television. Given Xander the mic. These previouslys have everything. <laughs> right? It's Xander who's like, last this is what's happened in the last year. I was like, what in the hell is happening? <laughs> Tony Head was, uh, you know, allegedly not around. That's true. That's true. He didn't bring his mic with him on the plane back from London. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot happened, huh? The year recap. Woo! I got so tired. Also, th- these previously should have like 23 content warnings, including but not limited to human flaying. I mean, seriously, there's like some things in the previously on that I was like, oh, my God. And that was this season. That was also the- these people yeah. fucked a house down. And that was still this season. <laughs> they had money issues. She was <laughs> resurrected from the dead. Like the wedding fell apart. It's all in one fucking season. I wrote down like a bunch of things, a bunch of things, a bunch of things. And then my last thing that I wrote down was, phew, <laughs> it's a lot of shit. Yeah. Exhausting previously. So, um, yeah, we go into the episode and Xander has gotten three friends taking a lovely <laughs> stroll in the woods, carefree, sniffing the flowers, observing the foliage. Sorry, I interrupted you. Oh, I was just going to say Xander's gotten sick a few times uh, already, which is understandable. Yeah, I love that Buffy's like, we don't have time for you to throw up a second time, Xander. <laughs> um, I love... Okay, so right. Three friends taking a stroll after watching their fourth friend flay and disintegrate a human being. And the deal but- is Buffy can run really fast. Anya can teleport, which is hot, 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 as I write Very in cool. my notes. The other thing that's super yep, hot yep. about Anya teleporting is that before she teleports, she lets us all know that what Willow has done at the end of last episode was a flashy trick, but does not actually work very effectively, which I think is... <laughs> I just thought it was a nice, a sick burn from Anya. Um, yeah, yeah. And Xander... Uh, wicked sick. R.I.P. to that purple car. I loved it, and now it is. it was killed by... Uh, there's something Willow. really poetic about Willow absolutely trashing Xander's purple car. <laughs> um, a couple things that I think are worth talking about in this scene. Yeah. You know, they're talking about the sound and the smell of the flaying and like saying like Willow did that. They're trying to like reconcile that like wonderful Willow, who we all know and love, um, did something truly wretched. Buffy asserts yeah. that Willow's got an addictive personality yeah. and now she's had a taste of blood. I have questions and no answers, mm-hmm. but I just wanted to like touch it. Yeah. Uh and then Well well wait, because you touched then, it. Because I see I see from the excited expression on your face that you're moving to a different topic. But like I do I do think that this is a bit of an issue. I mean, it's sort of there's there are some I mean, we probably already said this, but I just think in this whole arc, because I love, I love Dark Willow. I am, a, I am going to just delight in so much of Dark Willow in this episode. But there, there's fun. definitely some very broad and problematic, and also just like kind of wiggly br- brushstrokes in the arc of it. And this mm-hmm. is one of them. It's like, okay, Willow, and like Willow killing Warren and then having a taste for it to kill Jonathan and Andrew maybe but then to kill all of her friends it's just like it's 
It's kind of a lot. Um, and I agree that like pinning that on an addictive personality is just, um, yeah. Tell us your thoughts. Also, the last time, you know, Willow like did too much magic, it had a real like party girl and like bad consequences, but like party girl stakes wise right. consequences. It didn't like, you know, lead to friendricide. Right, right, right. A leap is being taken. I but wish, we're all along for the ride, and that's cool. Me too. I just wish that they. I wish that they had sort of like embedded some kind of like additional. I don't know reason like like that Willow in order to like get the magic she got she had to trade off some like you know what maybe we're supposed to read into that but it's just not made clear and I just wish that there was just a little bit yeah. more there to help us get from like Willow to Dark Willow. There's a lot of metaphors in the stew at this point <laughs> and the previously un on <laughs> unclear whether all the flavors are complementary. Um <laughs> Okay, are you ready for my yes. the final thing about this scene? Yeah. Okay, Buffy says, Killing people changes you. Believe me, I know. It happened to my ex-girlfriend, Faith, one time when she killed the deputy mayor. And also, it happened to me when I thought I killed my ex-girlfriend. But then she was in a coma. But then she came back. But then there was a body swap. And then also, I guess, as an afterthought, I also killed my ex-boyfriend, Angel, while he had a soul. But mostly I'm thinking about Faith. Don't, Buffy said don't all forget of that. about I looked the night at the of Byzantium. <laughs> She also, oh, that's she also killed that guy. <laughs> but mm. yeah, it's it's uh, it's did, not a. But do Knights of Byzantium really count as like humans? No, but in like, this in the, this universe, I just wanted to stop all of the furiously typing. <laughs> uh, yes, but also emails for the Knight of Byzantium. But like, I mean, to mm -hmm. your point, it's like faith. If we're using faith, right? Like faith accidentally killed Alan. That was an accident and it did change her in that she was already kind of fucked up over a million things and then she had this like reason to be like well now I've gone and really done it so I might as well just spin off completely like it was just such a different this is just it's not a it's not an apples to apples in any way shape or form so I just yeah I think we're raising the flag on because Willow killed Warren now she will kill anyone yeah so to Sunny Joe. Uh, and then just adding insult to the injury of Xander's obliterated car, Buffy's like, meet me at the place and just vaults off, leaping over obstacles into the night. Yeah. And I have like, I mean, you know that I've been really, I'm over Xander. Like I am, I am over Xander, hard fact. But I have a couple of moments of like room for Xander. And this is one of them where he's just like left with the car and he punches the car and he's like glad I could help. Like he's, he's feeling very overwhelmed and frustrated. He just saw Willow kill a person in front of his eyeballs and his uh, former fiance and best friend both have the power to like rush to do things and he's left with this broken purple car so like I have room for him to punch the car in this moment he's by himself he's not putting his, his like oh poor me on anyone because we're just watching from the from the comfort of our living rooms we're watching Xander by himself be upset fair I'll, I'll counterpoint that when we get to a later scene. <laughs> okay. 
credits and then on to the sunny jail. Yeah. Uh, Andrew is searching his body <laughs> for a hidden implanted receiver. <laughs> Yeah, like kind of funny, but made exceptionally funny, in my opinion, when Jonathan then talks into Andrew's elbow. That's (laughs) yes, it's a good it's a good. uh, Yeah, it's good to me. Uh, Andrew has a great bunch of lines. He says, this is why we get jetpacks and all you get is left behind. And then, you know, that's like basically him admitting, even though we all knew, of course, Mm -hmm. even Jonathan. Uh. And he says, you were out of the trio a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Uh, now, then he says that the reason you were out of the trio a long, long uh, time ago in a galaxy far, far away is because you have no respect for the chain of command. And I have to ask, I think not for the first time, why was Warren the leader of this group? Honestly, I think just because he was the biggest asshole. You know, like, I think he was the most evil and told people what to do. That was, like, sort of his vibe. And as Andrew says later, like, he likes to be told what to do. Please just tell him what to do. (laughs) Jonathan was just kind of along for the ride. And it was, like, Jonathan, I think Jonathan's arc was just sort of, like, he wanted to do this thing. And then it got, like, really messy. And he didn't know how to get out. And he just caught himself tangled in it. And and that's, like, his deal. So I I don't think there was any reason apart from Warren sucked the most. He was also physically oh, larger. <laughs> that's true. The tallest boy, I guess. Um, it might behoove us to mention that the reason Andrew is looking for receivers in his body is that he's convinced himself that Warren is testing them yeah. to see if they can figure out how he's committing. This is very... It's, um, it's Honestly, sad, like sad if you zoom out. It is sad. It's sad and I... Uh, again, not to spend like too much time on the trio here, but like I just... Andrew's deal with Warren, I don't think was made clear enough earlier on in the season. Like, I wish that if this were the way that they were going to go with Andrew, that like he is in love with Warren and he believes that Warren is coming back for him, that that had been made clear in the beginning. So we could have seen that development more because Andrew and Jonathan were kind of just like these annoying little jerks wrestling in the background for most of the season. Um, And and I, I just wish this dynamic had gotten rooted a little more firmly. Because it's, I'm like kind of signed up yeah. for Andrew in jail talking into his holes for Warren, but like not fully. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Andrew declares that he will find the receiver if he has to check every hole in his body and Jonathan's. Uh, and then they wrestle like two little babies. I love to see Tom Link and Danny Strong wrestle. I love it. I, w- I would sign up for watching them wrestle each other at any point in time. It is good. Anya. Oh, uh, one more thing before Anya appears, which is that Andrew calls Jonathan Jerkathan, and I like it. Mm-hmm. Anya is like, finally found you two. We have to get you out of here or you'll both be killed. <clears throat> I wrote that line down, not because it's like an incredibly important line, but just because I really love Emma Caulfield's line delivery in this like whole episode, really. I think that her switch back over to being a vengeance demon is made really clear in super subtle ways and she does such a good job with it uh and i think like one of those things is that she goes into this situation thinking (laughs) obviously i can explain to the people in charge here 
that there is a murdering witch coming so they will let us out because obviously that makes sense having absolutely no understanding for the complete lack of sense that happens with uh you know like the prison industrial complex and just generally the police and any and all of those systems because of course this dude is like uh, and honestly most most people in general most people in general living in the regular non-magic world Yeah, like when you call like your health insurance company and you're like, okay, but clearly A plus B equals C. And they're like, I'm sorry, but in the manual, it actually says that A plus B equals D. So even though you're, you know what I mean? It's just like people like follow the rule yeah. book. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so Anya fills Andrew and Jonathan in on uh, the fact that Warren shot Buffy, Warren shot Tara, Buffy survived, Tara is dead, Willow killed the holy hell out of Warren and now is going to kill them. And Andrew's response is, oh, my God, Warren. And Jonathan's response is, oh, my God, (laughs) me. me." (laughs) Yeah, that's good. Uh, The guard comes to the door and the the, the door. I keep calling it the door, but I don't know what you call the. It's a door. It's just made of bars. Uh, And he comes and Anya says to him, you know, you got to let us out. And he's like, I don't understand what you mean. And she looks at him and she goes, it is one of the many things you are not prepared to deal with. And his face, this is I mean, there's a million patriarchy moments, but I'm giving the jingle to this dude's face when Anya tells him (laughs) he's not prepared for something. The patriarchy! Oh my god, Jenny, in the next scene, a shout out to your most favorite movie of all time, Jurassic Park. Oh my god! I too have a Jurassic Park uh, tag in my notes. This coffee cup, that ripple the surface of the coffee. Willow is our T-Rex. It was the T-Rex that made the, the yes. water ripple, right? Uh, that's correct. And here she is. And uh, she says, take a nap. Oh, my God. And the police officer takes a it's nap. It's my favorite. I tweeted about it right before taping this episode because I fucking laughed forever. I like paused it, rewound it, recorded from my television to put it on the internet because... You know, a lot of a lot of accolades for board now. The most famous of all Dark Willow lines. <laughs> I I'm t- I am camp. Take a nap. I, I love this. <laughs> Somebody replied to me on Twitter. Yes. Ah, yes. All of us uh, parents wish that we too could have this power <laughs> over our children. <laughs> take a nap. So this this little Jurassic Park officer does indeed. He just flops right over, just boom, boom, a nap. And then Willow begins pulling <laughs> bricks out of the side of Sunny Jail one by one. The boys are panicking. Tell her we didn't do anything. And Jonathan, and Jonathan holds this line for most of this episode says, yes, we did. We did do something. We signed up for this when we teamed up with Warren. Fucking bravo, Jonathan. Mm -hmm. Jonathan gets Mm -hmm. it, you know? Like, he fucked up, but he gets that he fucked up. Andrew doesn't ever get it. We see, as the bricks continue to be ripped from the window, uh, Buffy enter the police station with the absolute softest short wall hop of all time (laughs) 
Buffy, you're very powerful. It's really you funny. can. I noticed it too. <laughs> it was just like, bink, boop. She's like, I'm the Slayer. Bink. Maybe she did um, it. Maybe it was her first time doing her own wall jump stunt. Uh, maybe it was the first time. It definitely looked like her. Yeah, it was definitely her. Right? It was definitely Sarah. And you know, they're always making her wear very high heeled shoes. So I. Totally it, get no, that she wants I to mean, be safe. Right, but it is. I noticed but, it too. I was like, "Is this season six or is this season one?" Like it was like a little, yeah, a little bloop. Meanwhile, outside, Willow is like. flying man she flies she flies right up to the top of the second story into the brick hole that she has made and she sees the bent bars (laughs) oh my god i can't i'm already laughing about how this commercial break goes i can't (laughs) so so she goes she sees the buffy (laughs) and then she goes about the caca to use your joke is that we go to commercial break and when we come back it's still caca it's still like i imagine like the fucking commercials rolling it's like your ad for progressive your ad and over all of the commercials it's just this fucking like wraith scream (laughs) that takes us through yes it's it's not bad either. Like, it's not a bad sound effect, I don't think. It's just so funny. Like, I, it, I can't not it's be It's very funny. funny. It works. You know, the shriek of a thousand harpies. I mm-hmm. actually, I was just watching uh, WWE SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. As you do. The other weekend. And um, even though it was a pay-per-view event, there were, like, sort of, like, inset commercials, if I'm remembering correctly. I watched a bunch of wrestling on a bunch of nights. I, I'm, I hope, please don't write angry letters to us right now if I'm getting AEW confused with SummerSlam. Uh, but basically, the match would continue, but then an ad would take up most of the screen. Mm-hmm. So there were like regular commercial breaks or something, and then also these inset ads. Weird. Uh, so it was like two things happening at once. I'm basically saying this because they, if that were the case, they could have the WB, inset- they could have had Willow just shrieking for <laughs> the full like two minutes of the break. Oh God, it just it got me. It really got me. <laughs> so hey, more points for Xander. Fucking zooping up a cop car. He's like skirt. Stole some cop wheels. How did he even do it? Who cares? Good job, man. Good yes. job. Yes, good boy. I love that. Um. Andrew and Jonathan are getting snippy in the back and Xander tells them that if they don't knock it off, he's going to pull over and they can walk to their painful deaths from there. Very good. Yeah. And this is like, you know, I like the way that we see Jonathan used in this scene, you know, because it's like we know that Buffy and Xander obviously have known Willow forever. Um, but I like that it's Jonathan in the backseat who's like, but how can this be happening? Like, I remember Willow and like she packed her own lunches and she wore floods and she was just, you know, Willow. Like even Jonathan having a hard time reconciling what he's just witnessed and like what would take someone like Willow and bring them to this place. Uh, how lovely that just as Jonathan says, Willow was always just Willow. Uh, that they are almost immediately rammed by a 
frigging Mack truck. And they're like, what was that? And Sander says, just Willow, <laughs> which is good. Uh, I wrote in my notes, doof warrior for this uh, particular scene. I don't know, Jenny, if you're familiar with doof warrior uh, from Mad Max Fury Road. I am not. So doof warrior is this is the dude in Mad Max Fury Road who just stands atop like this giant moving like tank of a thing with his electric guitar. Like that is literally his entire role in the movie is like no. as they're like fighting or chasing each other, like bad things are happening. He's accompanying the fight, like literally in the movie on the guitar with us. It's he's amazing. Oh, no, I'm looking at him right now. I, so I was like, Willow has some. Listen, if you if you get my reference, great for you. And if you don't, then now you know who Doof Warrior is. Willow is giving me strong Doof Warrior vibes <laughs> atop this Mack uh, truck. She just needs a little guitar. All right. All right. Doof Warrior. Um, just before this this uh part of the scene starts, I want to just mention, too, that... um. Everyone's like, if Willow wants us dead, why doesn't why doesn't she just make us dead? Mm-hmm. And Buffy makes the important distinction that she doesn't want you dead; she wants to kill you. Yeah. So, just something to think about. Yeah. Okay. I wrote that now, down too. are you ready for the? You know, I feel like Christmas came early because what a blessing that we would get to see the visual language in this show of I'm driving a large vehicle and oh no I suddenly have no control twice in two episodes twice in two episodes we see a man gripping a huge steering wheel in his large vehicle and then finally to really let us know that he has no control throwing his hands up letting go completely and making a face of horror I know it made me think like wow like Dark Will really has an affinity for like like She's like, I love trucks. She loves trucks and cars. Like, she was fucking with Xander's car. She was fucking with the bus. She's mm-hmm. fucking with the truck. She mm-hmm. loves it. She needs a little... She's like, vroom, vroom. Tonka toy set. Or Tonka toys trucks? Y- yeah. yeah ton- yes. Sure. I think you say Tonka trucks. Tonka trucks. Remember those Hess trucks that they used to release, like, every Christmas? I literally just saw an ad for one during wrestling wow <laughs> apparently wrestling is and it marketing wasn't even, to it was me like, it was like no image it was just like hess trucks they're coming for the holidays <laughs> the model has not been finalized so we're not going to show it to you yet but just mark your calendars wow i can't Save i didn't even date. know it was still happening incredible apparently well there's a, a blast from the past for you that apparently is still a blast from the current time period. From the now. From the yeah. now. So another important thing I think in this scene, of course, is that like Jonathan is saying she knows you're in this car too, right? And it's like, yeah. Like this is kind of the first indication we get that Willow does not give a fuck who she's going to harm, who she's going to kill. She's just like she said in the last episode, she's not coming back. <sighs> it's not great. That's not good. She'll do anything, except she can't because she's running out of power. Thank God. Draining, Thank as Jonathan God. calls it. You know? She loses control of the truck. The driver very dramatically does a bunch of snaky S's and stops the truck. I was kind of proud of the driver. I don't know if we have any truck drivers who listen, but like, is this the right move? Is this what you do when your truck's out of control? You do a little S? I don't know. Looked good. Oh, yeah. If you are a truck driver, please let us know. If this is the real deal. 
Uh, if you, you are a friendly demon who likes Doritos, you can also let us know if you agree with Clem's assertion here, right? He does not like nacho cheese. The texture of the nacho cheese Dorito insults Clem's tongue. Dude. <laughs> Uh, the detail going into this snacky taste test. We love Clem. Clem, he He's so like, great. put a tablecloth over like the the tomb and like has like two <laughs> big bowls that are next to each other. Like the only thing he's missing is like some scorecards for this taste test. It's really sweet, and he like acknowledge like he like kind of realizes in the middle of this that Don is perhaps maybe not super into the taste test that's happening right now. I believe that Don would be into this taste test if there weren't larger things afoot. I think she would have been into it and been hanging with Clem, but she's basically like, you know what I like about this is that I think that this could have been played as like Dawn simply tricking Clem, you know, and it, and they don't play it like that. They play it like she really reasons with him and she's like, do I look weak? And he, sweet Clem, is like, hell no. <laughs> it's like really nice. And so he's, so he's a little bit manipulated by the like emotions of it all. But I also think there's an element of yes. like. He does deep down, like he lives in the demon world. He knows that somebody of Dawn's age and honestly of Dawn's abilities can and should be able to like participate in this journey with all of the rest of them. And so he agrees. He does. And they are going to go. They are going, well, we don't know in this scene, but they are going to go. He, she needs him because he's a demon and he can sense. It's only demons who can sense where Rax moving shop is so so they're off so they're off meanwhile in a demon cave somewhere in africa well it's spike's first shirtless trial it's very important for spike to be shirtless for his trial he looks good uh and um up rolls his first trial uh a big slab of a hunk of a man. Oh my god. Uh who Spike calls a walking action figure. Kristen, are you ready to have your fucking mind blown? Yeah. Did you happen to look up who this walking action figure is portrayed uh, by? No, I leave that research to the hunkologist. Wise move. <laughs> I think you're going to be very pleased with the results of my research. Okay, tell me. Because this man is none other than Tano I read who is the cousin of Dwayne Johnson and Dwayne Johnson's stunt double in many, many, many movies, including all of the installments of the Fast Saga in which he appears. I I moved 400 feet away from the microphone and my mouth was as wide as like the state of New York. Uh, just so you know, like you didn't get to hear the response, but it was large and I am... I've died. I'm actually a ghost. The rest of this pod will be hosted by Ghost Kristen. Holy mm-hmm. shit, that's mm-hmm. better than anything mm-hmm. I could have ever hoped for. My wildest dreams. Um, there's also uh there's also one important thing that I have to add to this. Ooh, okay. <clears throat> um, I'm just gonna text it to you really quick. <laughs> Uh, while I was watching wrestling so much last week, I saw no fewer than three cousins of The Rock wrestle. Oh my god, seriously? Yeah. Wow, Jenny's just sent me a picture. So is this the guy? 
That's the guy. Je- That's Tenno I read. Jenny just sent me a picture of the two of them. They're like bald heads are fucking t- touching. Dwayne's teeth are in a like a animal kind of like a. Can you hear what my teeth Big are sneer. doing? Like a sneer. They both have like blood on the sides of their faces, and they are. And this is the most important part. Both wearing skin tight black t-shirts over their fucking rippling muscles. I -hmm. will be Mm -hmm. sure to put this image up on social media (laughs) for all of you to see. Excellent. Jenny, I have to say that um, I think you've just gotten yourself a promotion as Hunkologist. Your your pay grade, your pay grade has increased. Uh, You can add a little- Little little badge uh, to your lab mm. coat, you know, like sort of like br- <laughs> like Girl Scouts ad patches. <laughs> yes, you just earned course. one yeah. for that shit. That was that was advanced level hunkology. Thank you very much. Um, I knew you'd be pleased. I am. Spike, the the response that Spike has to this man is one of the more delightful things I've ever experienced. He like looks at him and he goes. Oh, here we go then. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, he actually says, here we are now, entertain us, which is a Nirvana lyric from <gasps> Smells Like Teen Spirit. Oh, God. I did get the entertain Sorry us, but I- Sorry to out you here in front of everyone, No, Kristen. I- <laughs> I mean, I-, I deserve it. Then, the- then But he this- says it hornily. This dude, like, bangs his fucking wrists together and flame erupts, <laughs> and Spike Pretty gives sick. us a- Sawyerism and is like son of a <laughs> good. It's good shit. It's good shit. It's a good. It's a tiny little scene, but it gives to us. So, um, oh no, we are in the alleyway. We get a very brief scene between Clem and Dawn to let us know that Rack is not partial to, in Clem's words, the floppy-eared. I assume this means that Rack is not a fan of demons, you know? Like, he doesn't like mm. uh, he doesn't like the demons of this world. And also, we learn from Clem that Rack uh, likes little girls. Um, this has kind of already been hinted at in the way that Rack's character has interacted even with, like, Willow in earlier episodes and things like that, but I think it's the first time that, like, anyone says it this explicitly. Um, and yeah, uh, Clem is sort of just like, do you really think you can, even if you, like, are successful in this plan, are you sure that you can stop her? Are you sure that you can stop Willow? And I think, like, Buffy, Dawn, you know, Dawn, Buff, Dawn and Buffy both are of the mind that, like, if they can just talk to Willow, like, they they sort of can't connect <laughs> the dots here that, like, there is no talking to Willow anymore. Yeah. Shall we go to the magic box? We shall. Uh, Anya and Xander are kind of at each other. They are. Um... Anya reveals that she can no longer sense where Willow is, meaning that she has moved beyond vengeance to something darker. Yeah. Uh, Andrew's like, hey, I could just summon a demon to kill her. And everyone's like, sit down, Andrew. (laughs) Yeah. And also, no, you couldn't. Like, I hate to break it to you, man. But like, this has gone beyond your capabilities anyway. Now, Willow has drained every book in the shop of its dark magic. Mm -hmm. But don't worry, Anya has some secret anti-magic in a very um, discreet chest. 
<laughs> it's a little treasure chest with like a gold handprint on it. Why? I don't know. <laughs> hey, but thank God for it, you know? Thank God for it. Yes. And totally. I'm actually- happy it's there. I actually believe that Willow wouldn't have necessarily known that this was there. She was so just hell bent on grabbing those dark magic books. I don't think she really gave a fuck about like this one other Slug bo- candles, etc. Yeah, it just doesn't seem like in the state that she was in and is in, she would care about like perhaps missing one book. Um, so I agree, it's it's not very discreet, but I also I'm just not sure it has to be for for this scenario. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, the spell is uh, in ancient Sumerian, she thinks. And Jonathan's like, oh, could I take a look at it? And Buffy's like, sit down, Jonathan. Yeah, and Jonathan's like... I just thought, you know, as long as you're protecting us, the least I could do is... I'm not protecting you, Jonathan. None of us are. We're doing this for Willow. The only reason it happens to be your lucky day is because Willow kills you, she crosses a line, I lose a friend. Um, interesting... Because I feel like in the previous episode, you know, everyone was trying to stop Willow from crossing the line of killing Warren. And like, that was the line that Willow couldn't cross. But now the line has just been moved down the field. Because why? Because Warren killed Tara. And so it's more understandable because Warren was like very evidently a real piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, And Andrew and Jonathan are like, less of a piece of shit uh yeah it's a little yeah wiggly i agree i agree i had the same feeling about like wasn't the line over there before like we've just moved like yeah. okay well she did that thing so now the line is just a couple paces this way <laughs> this is like good thing um kathy bates from misery isn't watching this because she really doesn't like when you change the rules halfway through you know what i mean what a great reference jenny <laughs> Do you recall when she was like talking about going to see movies as a kid where there would be a cliffhanger and like a car would go off a cliff. But then when you, you would get the second installment, you would see the star like roll out of the door at the last possible second. But that hadn't happened in the pre and she's all like telling fucking the dude she has her little author and... prisoner yeah. that, you know, he better not try and fool her. <laughs> uh, I don't remember it, but I... she would hate this season of Buffy. <laughs> You better all watch your kneecaps. Uh, the writer's room, yeah. the writer's room of Buffy. Watch your caps. Mm-hmm. Um, so Xander, again, making like a pretty decent point here, is is like thinking just a step ahead, and is like, so okay, we stop Willow from like doing this particular magic. Then what the fuck? Like, what do you think is going to happen here? What are we going to do? I'd like to take a beat and say that Buffy takes her little hat off and her hair still looks great. She is having a great end of season six hair. Just fantastic hair. It's true. Uh, Buffy says, I'll talk to her. Buddy. Buffy, no. Yeah, that's not going to work, pal. It's not going to work, my friend. Buffy, no. I can't wait till we get to the part of the episode where we can talk about it. <laughs> like, honey, you are not the salesman for this product. <laughs> so, 
Um, we end this scene with uh, a clear transition back to Rax because jo- Jonathan, the like uh, expert in magic draining, he's like constantly the one in this episode to be like, <laughs> excuse me, but her magic is draining. Excuse me, but if her magic has drained, she must be recharging it somewhere. They're all like fairly basic <laughs> concepts, but like we're relying on Jonathan's intel as the one with experience is this- in magic. Is this episode like extra funny or is it just like, does it just feel extra funny because the last few episodes have been so difficult? <laughs> yeah, I think there's part of that here because it is that we do get to like have fun, even though a lot of bad things happen. <laughs> um, so anyway, she's recharging herself. And of course, where is she going to do that? But with our BFF, Jeff Kober, just 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 fucking land sticking the landing on this first line. Hey, babe. <laughs> can't yeah he is unbelievable yeah he is unbelievable he is such a yeah. fucking incredible actor he's so he's so great his like body like like all of this stuff at the beginning of the scene i feel like is just like he's fucking he's just 10 out of 10 he's just like his voice and his body are like working over time he's doing so great uh he says some truly uh, yeah. wretched things to Willow, including something about her being ripe, in case anybody wanted a reason to puke to right now. Up. Yeah, you can pull a Xander um, and uh, throw up in the woods for that one. And yeah, <laughs> this podcast has time for you to throw up yeah. as many times as you need. You can need. just hit pause. <laughs> and the one thing I want to say about this that I think is makes it work not as well for me at the very end here is Jeff Cobra is a very tall man and Allison Hannigan is like a average to small woman. Uh, and when he crouches down mm. so that he can be eye level with her and then he puts his enormous hands, which are like this one hand is the size of Allison Hannigan's head. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's something like very like crunched and like unnatural feel. Like it takes you out of like, oh, this guy just is a natural creep like his essence is just like Mm -hmm. and into this like oh somebody's like trying to fit their body like into a screen (laughs) right right now i don't know and that like really stuck out to me the like each time i watched it um the end yeah and then um and then we see a scene we saw once before where rack was quote taking a little tour of willow and Willow turns the fucking tables on this evil ass motherfucker. And he is no longer an evil ass motherfucker because um you know Willow kills him. She takes such a tour, such a tour that uh such a tour. She hangs him up by his little toes from the from the rafters and yeah. Rack's dead. Yep. Uh and I guess this is okay because Rack is evil and also not human, I guess. I don't know. Oh, yeah, like is Rack is human? Rack? I mean, he's but- like a bit of a wizard. <laughs> he's a bit of a warlock. He's a bit of this and a bit of that and he's a bit of a creep, but isn't he kind of human and also I don't know. Just a lot of like moral little fucking stars, hearts, moons, clovers, and balloons <laughs> being drawn in the sand here. For those who do uh, not know, Jenny just listed all of the marshmallows in Lucky Charms. So, <laughs> like, I know some of you screamed because you knew, but I needed fun. I needed those of you who didn't know to know because that was. Also, who knows what they're what shape marshmallows they're putting in Lucky Charms now? They're probably like 
TikTok marshmallow, <laughs> iPhone marshmallow, <laughs> middle part marshmallow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway anyway so uh, uh dawn dawn and clem find the waiting room dawn's like i'm going in clem's like hey i should probably just stay here and just make sure the waiting room is okay worst babysitter of all literally time. this is a this is an error on clem's part like i get clem, a dude i know you're so well man, until you left the crypt <laughs> you should have at least gone in there with her uh, Rack is, as you mentioned, suspended in the air upside down and also dead. Dawn discovers him and screams. And then here's Willow restored to her unholy black eyed glory saying, hey, cutie. She's now and has then, veins. She now has the trademark dark Willow. She got the veins. veins. She got those from Rack. She got them. <laughs> uh, and Dawn says, did you kill that guy? And Dawn, Willow says, it's an improvement. Believe me, which she's not wrong uh she's not wrong she's not wrong um, then dawn you look terrible listen listen dawn let me tell you who you that shouldn't to... say that to <laughs> read the room dawn read the room she's very powerful right now dawn she's like dawn's like you're on the magic again and dark willow is like i am the magic <laughs> Yeah. Okay. That's exactly what she's like. All right. Uh, she tells Dawn, you don't have to talk. You could just think really loud and I'll be able to hear it. Terrifying. Yeah. Creepy. <laughs> Fucking creepy. And then Dawn, Dawn is just making every misstep. I miss Tara too. Yeah. Dawn! The woman has fucking black hair and black eyes and veins on her fucking face. Don't bring up her dead girlfriend yeah. for fuck's sake. Don't do it. <laughs> Simply... Don't do it. And then Willow starts in on this like, oh, yeah, well, you used to be a mystic ball of energy and maybe you're crying all the time because you should be a mystic ball of energy again. And I'll change you back and we'll all be a lot happier if we don't have to listen to you whine. Mom, Buffy, Tara, wah. It's, she gets her uh, her um, Eric Cartman meme <laughs> voice going pretty good. <laughs> Uh, backing Dawn into the corner, but before she can, before she can revert Dawn to her mystic ball of energy state, who should fucking bust in the door? But Buffy. Now, how did Buffy find Rax? And also, did she bump into Clem in the waiting room? Like, what the fuck, Clem, or not? These questions we will never get answers to. Um, yeah, but she says, "I think you need to get away from her." Today's episode is brought to you by Regal Cinemas. If you're anything like me, you deeply enjoy going to the movies. Going to the movies is probably among my top three all-time activities. I love seeing films on the big screen. I also love being around other people who are watching the same movie with me at the same time. And of course, I love eating giant buckets of popcorn if you feel the same and you like going to the theater, Regal Unlimited is something that just makes sense. Regal Unlimited is the all-you-can-watch movie subscription pass. It pays for itself in two movie visits. You can see any standard 2D movie anytime, no blackout dates, no restrictions. When you want to watch a movie 
in 4DX or IMAX or RPX or ScreenX. There's so many ways to watch movies these days. Your Regal Unlimited membership gets you into those premium experiences at a reduced cost. And with Regal Unlimited, you don't only save money on the tickets. You will also save on your snacks. And as previously mentioned, I love snacks. The only thing that can make me love a snack more is saving money on buying a snack. Members get 10% off of all non-alcoholic concession items with membership. Regal Unlimited, all-you-can-watch movie subscription pass. It pays for itself in two visits. So if you're planning to see two movies this month, join Regal Unlimited and sign up now. You can sign up in the Regal app or on regmovies.com slash unlimited. Sign up for Regal Unlimited using code buffering and earn 10% off your three-month subscription. Please let us know about all of the movies you see and how the popcorn is. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Well, Anya's not doing too great on the ancient Sumerian translation, and there's a perfectly good explanation for that, courtesy of Jonathan. He believes that the spell's actually in Babylonian. The text is similar, but the dialect is completely different, as everyone knows. As everyone knows. Uh, I took a photo of my television in the beginning of this scene because Anya's eye roll as Xander hovers above her is simply a mood. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, you're too close. Uh, yeah. 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 And Andrew is sort of like, we got to get out of here. You know that like, even if they save us from Willow, like we're still in deep shit. We can be the duo. I'll take orders. I like taking orders. Interesting, Andrew. Boy, yo, 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 <laughs> Andrew's like, I am a bottom and you may top me. I know Warren's gone now, so I need a new top in my life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Jonathan's mm-hmm. response to this is grow up. Jonathan really has a good episode, all things considered. Yes. Good boy, Jonathan. Um, Yeah. And w- then Andrew says, Willow to, to Anya and Xander, like, hey, you know, after she's done with us, she's just going to come after you. And Anya says, the annoying virgin has a point. <laughs> <laughs> 10 out of 10. He also refers to Willow as Darth Rosenberg, <laughs> which is good. That is very good. Um, Xander just laboring under the delusion that Willow would never hurt him. She could have killed him when she was doing the old truck ram. Yeah, yeah. Nobody in the Scooby gang wants to believe that one of their fellow Scoobies can cause another Scooby harm. But unfortunately, that is the truth here. And Anya and Xander, you know, Anya gets it. Anya's like, she doesn't care if you live or die. And Xander... 
Xander. This is Xander stuff. says, guess you guys finally have something in common. Now, Xander. Now. This is right what now? this is what I'm talking about. Anya, like, thank you, Anya, for saying my inner monologue. Because basically they th- this starts off this back and forth between them. Um, and Anya's like, I, I care if you live or die. I just don't know which I want yet. Um, she reveals yeah. that she, to Xander that she can't hurt Xander. And Xander's like, oh, well, so sleeping with Spike on the magic box table was like, not blah, blah, blah. And she's like, yeah, it wasn't vengeance. That was solace. And Xander is still fucking mm-hmm. piss babying around. And she says what I feel in my soul you don't get to play the martyr, you mother Correct. fucker. She doesn't say that part, but she feels it. <sighs> yeah. And he just keeps doing it. You're right. I saw the gun and I froze and I, I know that it's my fault. And she's like, well, I meant us. But like, also just fucking stop it, man. Just stop it. This shit, like in life, this shit drives me fucking bananas. When somebody takes up all this room saying how they don't take up any room. You're doing it. You're actively doing it right now. You're taking up the room. (laughs) I have no space for this man. (laughs) Woo! Meanwhile. (laughs) Meanwhile, at Rack's. Back at Rack's place. (gasps) Buffy is doing her very cool plan of talking to Willow uh, with absolutely no results. I have to say I'm team Dark Willow on this on this exchange. The point goes to Dark Willow. Yeah. Buffy. Oh, Buffy, you absolute fucking carrot cake. <laughs> Buffy tries to tell Willow that life is worth living. And Dark Willow is very reasonably like, bitch, you ate it here just as much as I do. Uh-huh. And uh, Willow is like, did you happen to see the previous ladies on this episode? <laughs> Been up to some dark shit She's this like, season, you girl. This whole season, telling me that there is not a reason that you would like to be back here. That you were happier when you were fucking dead. So don't even. Yeah, and that's why Will Dark Willow yeah. gets the point. She gets the point. <laughs> she gets the point. Now, while they're having this exchange, the camera is circling them, and the out of focus background gradually changes from Rack's place to the magic box. And I think this is so. Great. It is. She's just teleported all of them without even like making a thing out of it's it. It's really cool. It's done really well. And honestly, like if you don't know what's going to happen, you also kind of don't even realize it's happening until it's happened. Um, yeah. It's 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 done wonderfully. I I noted it. <laughs> I noted it in my notes. I drew a little like snail spiral. And then next to it, it says magic box. That's how I remember that that happened. (laughs) The first thing that Willow says to Jonathan and Andrew is, you boys like magic, don't you? Abracadabra, slam. (laughs) Great. Um, Luckily, Anya's little protection spell is working. So Willow is just like zapping and zapping. Mm Mm-hmm. To no avail. Then the boys take some swords off the wall. And Willow says that she is just getting the wood for the violence here. And I wish that she hadn't. I wish that she... I like kind of wish that she hadn't, but the fact that that Dark Willow is saying that she has a boner for violence is like, you know, like, yeah, I'll take it. There's something. There's something there. Yeah. Um, speaking of boners, we go to the cave and oh, Spike! <laughs> S- oh my god, snaps the Spike, neck of his boyfriend. Burnt, sweaty, 
worn out. Mm-hmm. He's all he's all like uh, he uses his his palm over the burning fist of his boyfriend. Immolation watch. How is he not immediately aflame and dead? Well, because the rules of fire are simply non-consistent in this universe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he grabs the flaming fist. He catches a lucky break and he snaps the incredibly thick neck of this action figure. Yes. Uh, and then he learns that LOL and then fucking the demon. Dr- drama demon is like, <laughs> yes, you have passed. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. The first stage <laughs> of the test. Clacking his little manicure together. I fucking love this <laughs> demon. I love him. I, he's yeah, one of my I wish he was demon. in every season. Yeah. He's a, <laughs> he's a good time. Um, and Spike's like, bugger. <laughs> Back in the magic box, Willow's like, that is an effective counterspell. Um, Buffy says, Dark Willow, I'm sorry. She's a delight. Buffy's like, back up before somebody gets hurt. She goes, how about I back up right after? (laughs) It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. Then Willow does a little, hey, sometimes you want to do magic on other people. Sometimes you want to do a little magic on yourself. She makes herself incredibly strong so that she can beat Jonathan and Andrew to death. Smart move. It's a smart move. Um, And then Buffy says, I don't want to hurt you. And Willow punches her in the face so hard that she flies entirely across the room and slams into the bookcase. This is when I would like to say that I think things get a little sexy. Buffy's wearing a leather belt. Dark Willow is like, oh, shit. I've been waiting for this moment my whole life. Mm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Buffy stands up and is like, "Uh, I just said that I didn't want to hurt you. I didn't say that I wouldn't hurt you. Their brawl continues. Xander, Don, Andrew, and Jonathan run away. And Xander's like, Anya. And Anya's like, I have to stay right here to keep the spell going, which seems like, why? Isn't the spell on, like, the boys? Couldn't you just go with them and keep doing the spell? Well, but it, we're, I think that, like, what that leads me to believe is that the spell is not protecting the boys. The spell is dampening Willow's ability to use magic against uh-huh. other people. Because I thought the same thing. But, like, she's uh-huh, not uh-huh. able to... She's not using magic on Buffy either. She's using her fists on Buffy. So, like... Right, I right, think right, right, that right. yeah, I think that the the spell. I mean, because she says that the book is an anti magic book or something like that. Like it, right, 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 right. right. <clears throat> it, it so lessens your Anya ability. says, yeah, go, Xander, do something right, do something right, Xander, do something right, she Xander. Says. Uh, meanwhile, back in fucking Witch v Slayer, uh, two thousand and two, get these big zooms. Oh let us know that it's a real series. It's the main event. It's the main event. Come on. This is a huge deal for me. Six years as a sideman. Now I get to be the slayer. A killer isn't a slayer. Being the slayer means something you can't conceive of. Oh, Buffy. You really need to have every square inch of your ass kicked. Whoa! They fight. Alexa, play Break Stuff by Limp Biscuit. It's, it's just one of those days. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. I just watched 
um, Thor Ragnarok and there's uh, a mm. moment at the end of, of Thor Ragnarok when Thor comes sort of like bolting out of the sky with like lightning behind him and it's the song that's like ah you know that one mm-hmm. yep so yep. so Alexa play ah <laughs> that is Immigrant Song by Led Zeppelin ah, so Alexa play Immigrant Song by Led Zeppelin I don't know how we decided that today was the day we were going to prank all of your home robots. Hey, Google. Yes. Play Jenny Owen Young's. <laughs> wow. That's a good idea for me, actually. <laughs> okay. So the girls are a fighting. The boys are a running with Don. And basically, Andrew uh, is like, we got to get out of here. We should go to Mexico. Andrew pulls a sword on Xander. Jonathan pulls a sword on Andrew. <laughs> oh, my God. Little Jenny. Bit of a... What? My Google is playing Jenny Owen Yucks. <laughs> <laughs> Terrif- literally terrifying. Hey, Google. Stop. Okay. Okay. Google has shut down. Uh, What were we talking about? Andrew has Xander at sword point. Jonathan (laughs) gets Andrew at sword point. Yeah, this is like, you know, I mean, everyone get it together. Just like figure out how to get away from Willow. That's your only job. You've left Buffy to try to some do something with Willow and y'all are arguing in the alleyway. Come on now. Uh, Willow has knocked... Buffy out temporarily. Uh, then she sees Anya and realizes that Anya's been the one, uh, you know, fucking keeping her at bay. She says, it looks like I've been beating on the wrong girl and fucking knocks Anya to the ground. Um, Buffy gets back up. She got knocked down, but she got up again. <laughs> and... um Willow is like, you're right, Buffy. The Slayer thing isn't about the violence. It's about the power. And then she fucking tosses Buffy across the room again. Oh, dear. So. So. They fight, they fight, they fight, they fight, they fight. Willow, getting ha, 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 ha on her own supply, says, there's no one in the world that has the power to stop me. But then there's a big zap from none other than Mad Dad, who says, I'd like to test that theory. Sir, I would like for you to test any theory you would like upon me. This is the hottest Mm. Giles has ever looked. (laughs) Ever. Yeah. (sighs) Giles looks healthy. I was... He looks... Good. I was so like overwhelmed with feeling when I watched this the first time that I texted Jenny furiously. We must, we must give Giles a rewrite for his jingle. Here's my idea and sent her all of the lyrics in one fell swoop. So <laughs> without further ado, please let us hear the, the jingle for what I like to call Mad Dad. That he took off his glasses You better watch what you say Dad is mad 
And that is the fucking end of the episode. What do you think? Daddy is home, motherfucker. Daddy's home. Ding dong. He's not pleased. Woo! He's not. He's pissed. He's so pissed. He's not even wearing his fucking glasses. I'm telling you. Oh, my God. Full of rage. And I didn't want Giles to be gone this season. I will tell you that you know that we've been very disappointed in in him, but I am almost willing to forgive it all for this return. (laughs) Yeah. It's a good return. This is good shit. Now that I'm all worked up, I suppose there's only one place we can go, Jenny. Welcome back to yet another installment of our favorite segment, the Sexual Tension Awards. Now, listen, it's been a while since we had anything worth talking about in this segment because we've been too sad. But this episode bears a bounty, beautiful harvest for us uh, to enjoy. So many slots, so many noms. Here they are. Are in slot number one. We've got two noms for the price of one slot. And <laughs> uh, speaking of slots, it's Jonathan and Andrew checking every hole in everybody's body. <laughs> in slot number two, who's got two thumbs and can't get enough hot, oiled, shirtless men fighting each other? This guy. <laughs> Give it up for Spike and Tenno I read. Yes, <laughs> fighting in a demon cave. You know what demon caves are good for? Fighting and fucking. In slot number three, Kristen's pick. Kristen's pick. Wee-oo, Kristen's wee-oo, pick. Wee-oo. It's Dark Willow and Buffy the Vampire Slayer locked in mortal combat. Yeah, she two needs to... will enter. Only one will leave. Just don't. Who's will just it be? don't. Don't put a slayer in a leather belt and put a witch in a fucking veiny face and make them fight. It's too much for me to hold. Mm-hmm. Too much for me mm-hmm. to handle. Mm-hmm. Too hot mm-hmm. to handle. And in slot number four, we all knew this day would come eventually. We've all been very very bad and we must be punished it's giles and all of us Mm -hmm. if you would like for your voice to be heard in our beautiful democracy please cast your vote in our twitter poll which will be up for one week from now go as long as i don't fuck it up hurry (laughs) as long as Kristen doesn't fuck it up only got one left and unlike the television show uh which we are recapping we are not giving you two episodes at the same time but you only have to wait one week instead of two oh, for the next episode so that's kind of basically that's the same day for us <laughs> and then we'll and then we'll have reached the end of the fucking season jenny and then we'll take a nice a long luxurious vacation Jenny and I will look at never each other. to be heard from again <laughs> Jenny and I will look at each other through the zoom screen and both say take a nap and then both pass out <laughs> yes nice um all right well apparently my robot in the other room who I will not name uh knows who you are Jenny but do you want to tell uh, everyone else I do I'm Jenny Owen Youngs and when I'm not making this podcast I am often 
writing and recording songs. You can find my music by searching my name on your favorite digital music platform. You can give me a shout on Twitter at Jenny Owen Youngs. You can join me for live streams on Twitch on a weekly basis, free to all, most Mondays and Wednesdays. In fact, I'm doing one this very night uh, and also next Monday and next Wednesday. So uh, check the schedule at twitch.tv slash Youngs uh, and come by. I saw a bunch of buffering folk uh, on my last stream. It was very fun. Awesome. Uh, and hey, hey, also, I'm in a band called LAX's and our debut album, Get Some, is also out now on all digital platforms hell yeah temporary goodbye <laughs> my name is Kristen russo um excellent at remembering tunes and when i'm not recapping shows like buffy the vampire slayer with jenny owen youngs i do a lot of work with queer community i do talks for workplaces and also this is just your uh reminder that i donate talks to gsas i know that School is back in session for so many of you and for so many of your kids. So um, if your kids or yourself are involved in the GSA at your school or the queer organization at your school, or if you run library events, anything like that, uh, just go to my website. It's kristinnoline.com. You can find out more about either how to book me at your workplace or um, how to get me to donate a talk. It's just me hanging out with you guys for for fun. And that's what my little personal Patreon supports. So it's it's great. And um what else? What else about me? Uh, I do a podcast with Joanna Robinson called Feels Like the First Time, and we just finished watching Marvel. As of this recording, I don't even know what we're doing in October, but uh, <laughs> you can listen. We've got like 18 back episodes of shit I haven't watched. You hear me referencing Doof Warrior? Got that knowledge from Feels Like the First Time over yep. here. So yep. Yep. anyway, who yep. are we? We, of course, are Buffering the Vampire Slayer. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at BufferingCast. Or you can drop us an email at BufferingTheVampireSlayer at gmail.com. You can support what we do here on Patreon. Uh, it is a great way to get really fun things. We have just announced all of the things we'll be doing on that break where we're allegedly napping. Of course, we're not totally napping. <laughs> Uh, we're going to be doing some fun things on Patreon. You can find out all of that information, uh, bufferingthevampireslayer.com. Just click on Patreon. You can also, of course, always rate and review us. And um, we have really great merch. You know what? I know you're not supposed to say nice things about yourself all the time, but like our merch <laughs> rules. So, um, and also the vinyl, once more with once more with feeling, the vinyl is arrived. The actual, actual vinyl oh, yeah. is here and you can touch it with your hands. So if you yes. didn't get one when we did the pre-order, you can get one now. Uh, all that, bufferingthevampireslayer.com. Until next time. Uh, uh, woo! Take a nap. If I could, if I could talk to you, I'd try to stop what you're going to do. It's not right. But nothing is right mm. Wish I could, wish I could show to you A love in the hearts of the friends you knew It's so much But is it enough? 
I'm Jillian Clare, the host of the podcast, Thanks for Coming In. I've accumulated some pretty crazy audition stories over the past 20 years, and so have my friends. And I was like, you know what? No, I'm not going to do this. And then Disney calls and is like, we need you to come test for the anime movies. I didn't know if my scene was going to get cut or not. Ooh, I could play that. Tune in every Thursday to hear your favorite actors tell the funniest, saddest, and most cringeworthy audition stories. Sometimes even the one that got away. Thanks for Coming In is available on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.